0: Welcome to IBGI's OrthoInform, where we talk all things orthopedics to help you move better, live better. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Shahab. With OrthoInform, our goal is to provide you with an in-depth resource about common orthopedic services that we provide every day. Today, it's my pleasure to welcome Drs. Juliet Dasinger and Dr. Patrick Christie to discuss the role of physical therapy for orthopedic conditions. Both Juliet and Patrick are doctors of physical therapy. Dr. Dasinger is originally from Morton Grove, Illinois and attended Bradley University in Peoria, Illinois for receiving her bachelor's degree in health science. She attended AT Still University's doctor of physical therapy program, Mesa, Arizona. As a 2020 graduate, she came back to Chicago to begin her PT career and joined Illinois Bone & Joint in 2021 with a passion for treating patients in the orthopedic setting. Through her time at IBJI, she has developed her clinical skills to help patients through rehab after surgery, educating patients on those experiencing chronic pain and promoting health and wellness to her patients. She is also certified in dry needling and blood flow restriction. Juliet is the assistant facility manager at our Highland Park location. She became a clinical instructor taking on doctor of physical therapy students through their student clinical experiences and taking on a facilitator role for IBGI's Grand Rounds, which is an opportunity for clinicians to learn from each other as part of our continuing education. Juliet is involved in the Illinois Physical Therapy Association, working on multiple committees. And in 2022, she was named an Association Leadership Scholar through the American Physical Therapy Association. One of Juliet's fun facts is behind the scenes. She is an executive producer for one of the profession's well-known podcasts, P.T. Pintcast, sharing great physical therapy conversations over a drink of your choice. We have coffee here this morning, Juliet. And then Dr. Christie, his Doctorate of phys- is a doctorate of physical therapy from Midwestern University in Downers Grove. He completed his degree in May of 2018, and he completed his bachelor's of science in psychology at Clark University in Dubuque, Iowa, where he was a, also a two-year member of the men's volleyball team, which finished third in the NAIa National Championships in the 2013-2014 seasons. His clinical interests include sports medicine, return to sports training, joint replacement surgery rehabilitation, and fall risk reduction. He is a firm believer in the biopsychosocial model of healthcare, with an emphasis on establishing relationships far beyond the rehabilitation continuum. Patrick is grateful for the opportunity to interact with patients of all different backgrounds and feels as though it is his duty to empower his patients to take control of their bodies in order to return to activities that they love and want to do. Outside of the clinic, Patrick is most likely at the gym indulging in international cuisine, or rooting for a beloved Chicago sports team. He is a diehard Cubs fan, Bears, and Bulls fan, and enjoys attending games whenever and wherever possible. So, Patrick and Juliet, thank you so much for being here for OrthoInform. I just want to say, first of all, you know, I, I will tell my patients frequently that therapists are some of the kindest and most ambitious people you're going to meet, and they're so kind because they want to get you well. And they're ambitious because they'll stop in, they won't stop they will stop at anything to get you well. And I remember when I had my own injuries and surgery, and I was a typical doctor and a terrible patient and wasn't doing any of my therapy. And I was three months in after a rotator cuff repair and I could hardly move my arm. And I thought, oh, my God, am I ever going to get my arm back, which I, I need for doing my job. And thanks to the physical therapist, I got it back. But I'll never forget that sort of dark space I was in, like – Man, oh man, I I might not ever get this, and having the physical therapist shepherd me through that recovery process, even though I'm on the I'm in the know here, like I, I know what this is supposed to be like, I was incredibly helpful. And so you bring patients who present to you at their physical worst, and you bring them to their physical best. So anyway, so glad you're here, and I just wanted to get be a facilitator in your discussion, and maybe we'll start with. Um, what you feel like, how how would you describe your role as a physical therapist?
1: Yeah, thank you, Dr. Shahab, for having us here today. Um, and it's great to be with Patrick for this conversation. I, I describe myself as, I like how you put it, where we are the ones that help guide through that treatment. And sometimes there are ups and sometimes there are downs. Uh, we are those ones to provide that patient education, to give them the expectation on where they should be through their timeline of rehab. Um, it's interesting because something I learned in school is, The top two things that physical therapists do provide is patient education and therapeutic exercise. Sometimes we might be thinking, okay, I'm going to be coming in maybe for some hands-on and some exercise, but I would say really the number one thing is patient education. What I tell my patients is, if you can describe what we did today to someone else outside of the clinic, that's where I've I've done my job.
2: Yeah, I think you're right on in that, in, in that we are facilitators. I think it's one of those things where I like to think as the the physical therapist as as a collaborative partner with the patient, right? So we always you know, I tell my patients all the time that we are your advocates too because it can be a daunting experience especially if this is your first time or if it's a it's a post-operative procedure where you don't really know, you know, how long it's going to be or when you're going to get back to certain things. So we're kind of your guide in that and and educating and and facilitating getting back to that point. You know, it starts from the initial evaluation, when, right when you walk through that door, getting to know your story. That's how I kind of describe it, is, is I want to know your story, where you're from, how you injured yourself, and, and, and kind of what your views are, and, and kind of guiding you through the process from start to finish, especially on day one. So I think it's one of those things where I think our role as physical therapists is so unique because we do get to see you sometimes two to three times per week for four to six months. So we get to know each other very well. And I think that's, that's one of the great things about our profession is that, you know, we build these kind of these lifelong relationships throughout your rehab. So, you know, aside, you know, beyond the exercises that we give you and the interventions that we, we take you through, I think, you know, that collaborative partnership and friendship that we establish, I think is something that's really unique to our profession.
0: Yeah. And I got to say, I think it's part of the therapeutic intervention is that relationship that you develop and do so skillfully we have so many patients coming back singing the therapist praises for all the work that they do and again it's very gratifying on our end to hear it as the surgeons but i am sure we may hear it more than you do so just so you know we have you know hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of of very grateful and and thankful patients for the work that you do what what is the typical patient experience like?
2: Yeah, I, I think so it it starts out with your initial evaluation, right? So we, we when you when you come in, you know, with, with what we have at IBGI, we have a lot of access to a lot of your story prior to, to, to seeing you. So we go through your history, we go through certain things in terms of what you're coming in for, whether it's a surgical procedure or an injury that you had that's non surgical and again, one of those things we like to do is get to know your story, take measurements, see where your baseline is, and then what your specific goals are. So we have, you know, demographically, we see folks that are athletes. We see folks that are, are recreational athletes, the kind of our weekend warrior type of folks. So it's always, it always has to tie into why are you here and where do you want to be at the end of the day when, when all is said and done. And, and And with your story and with the measurements that we take, we use those to kind of drive our interventions and our exercises so it's specific to you and what you want to do at the end of the day. So again, we're very goal oriented and and we like to be have this be a collaborative effort. So it's a, again, it's a partnership with the patient and the therapist and office and also the the doctor team to get you where to where you want to be.
1: What I tell my patients is for all patients I walk through the door, I give them all the credit. Some I would say one of the number one reasons they come and see us is because they're in pain in some way. And they're hoping the person that I meet is going to help with that. And I always find that such a thrilling process as being a physical therapist because they are already putting trust in the person that they match with just by scheduling-wise. <laughs> and <laughs> and they're hoping, okay, I hope this person I can get along with for the duration of my care and they can help me out. And that's something that they may or may not figure out day one. Same with the physical therapists. Just like what Patrick said before, is that we do already know somewhat of your story, but it's so interesting how many times I've met someone during that first evaluation where it's something different than what I've seen on paper or have expected. And something that I always like to tell patients is you may be coming into something similar as someone else. Let's say you had rotator cuff repair. I would say that's quite similar between some of our patients that we have come through, but everyone has different different lives, different expectations, different physical demands that they need to get back to. So that's something I emphasize that your experience here is not going to be the same as the next person next to you. And I want to make sure that whatever that goal is, four, six, eight weeks, couple months even down the line, depending on what you're coming in for, that you are meeting those goals. Because What I tell my patients is the purpose of me being a physical therapist being here is for you to be independent in your own health and well-being.
0: So we're talking stories and and goals, right? Exactly. And yesterday I met a patient who had a fall and broke their arm, broke their proximal humerus. That's the story, but only of their injury. And then the real story was the patient had to be with her daughter in a week to take care of the young children so that the daughter could attend someone close to her's wedding. And she was so afraid that she wasn't going to be able to be a part of that for her daughter and going through all these arrangements. So there's the story of the injury, but then there's the big story, sort of the context of the injury. And you must get that story in great detail we do and uh, what i like to say is putting it
1: through a story and making your like anytime we have that initial evaluation creating that story for either if i'm working with as a team with another co-worker or even to the doctor for me to be able to get all that information so that you understand okay this is the injury but what other components are involved with this injury and how this is going to affect this person this patient you know down the line for the next few weeks or so
2: yeah just to touch on that julia i think you said that that perfectly is is it always ties into the why right when when we take patients through exercises especially for folks that are not as familiar with it you know it's always you know there are some interventions that are sometimes uncomfortable or or things that you haven't done before or haven't done in a long time and you know in those cases where you know when when patients feel like they're they're being challenged in a way I always try and tie it into that bigger story, like you said, Dr. Shahab, of why are we doing this in the first place? Why am I having you do multiple reps of of squats or shoulder raises or things like that that are challenging, and I always like to tie it into the why, so whether it's you know a, a person that maybe hurt their shoulder and you know they're a new parent, and at the time uh, of their injury, they can't really take care of that child um, it's, it's I always like to tie it into. Remember, you have that kiddo at home that needs to be taken care of and things like that. So, kind of push through these 30 seconds of, of, of repetitions, and you know, so we can get closer to having you more independent and and taking care of your duties as a as, as a parent. So, I think it, again, it goes back to that bigger picture, and it's our job as physical therapists to kind of remind those, you know, our patients of of why we're doing this. We're not doing this just to, you know. We, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're trying to cure and relieve your pain, not instill pain, right? So it's always kind of keeping, you know, those blinders on of why we're doing what we're doing.
0: Right. And so, um, you know, you talked right off the bat about patient education and then therapeutic techniques. Mm-hmm. And so patient education, I would imagine, isn't just about anatomy. So, so take us through some of the things that you're looking to educate patients about with general conditions or post-operative care. Um, for an injury or a condition that they have?
1: For sure. There are some patients who actually love learning about the anatomy, and sometimes I'll go that route. And there are patients who want to know why they're having pain or um, how am I going to be able to get back to this physical demanding thing that I need to do, either if it's something work-related or um, something else or um, human performance, things of that sort. And I have to continue to remind patients as well as, you know, the purpose that they're here. But with patient education, um, I really do walk them through each intervention on why we're doing this because, once again, my purpose is to make sure that patients are walking out of there understanding everything that they've done here is going to make them better, improve their performance to meet their goals. What's funny is something, um, this is a quote that I've heard before that I find quite helpful, that we do science. I would say physical therapy and being a doctor is science, right? So science isn't finished until it's understood. So if someone can walk out of that clinic and understand, okay, I'm doing this to help my own body, then that's where the real true outcomes will come from.
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I think education in of itself is pain relieving. So when patients have an understanding of their condition, it can help take down the level of anxiety that typically amplifies people's pain. And so that education part in of itself can be pain relieving. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Of course. Like I, I know some people will say, how long am I going to be in treatment for? How long is this going to take for me to heal? I think providing timelines, providing pretty strict expectations ahead of time to say uh, physical therapy, I use two words, patience and determination. Please know, use your determined goal to continue through the patience of the healing of your body. So I think setting those expectations right off the bat, okay, it may be slow for the first four weeks after surgery. We'll progress after four weeks. You may have some soreness with new things that we do. Um, So I say those first few visits are going to be more education-based so that we can already have a guideline and a base of patients moving forward on what to expect at each, each stage of rehab.
2: Sure, I, I think it's one of those things too. With the patient ed- education aspect from my end is as a therapist, I want to be a great listener. It's one of those things where a lot of times, when we ask patients to kind of describe that, you know, going back to what I said earlier, their story, we can kind of pick bits and pieces of of you know as they're talking, as a ther me as a therapist, I can I'm starting to formulate a, a plan, right? And and it could be one of those things where. You know, you kind of read the room of some folks, like Juliet says, you know, they want to know everything about their condition, everything from the anatomy to the physiology to the mechanisms. And some people just want to know the bullet points of, you know, especially from a surgical standpoint, you know, sometimes they don't want to know the finer details of it, but just... You know, you know, what do I have to do right now and how approximately how, how long is, is this going to take? And I think one of the more challenging things as a therapist, too, is when you're dealing with multiple, multiple body part type things um, or more complex situations is how do you approach that, especially on day one? Because I always say in my head, especially for those more complex cases, you're not going to get everything on, the, on that first day. And, 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 and for most patients in general, I always like to think of their, their rehab and their plan of care as an ongoing assessment we have this thing in physical therapy, it's, it's test, retest, right? Yes. So test where they're at, do some interventions, retest it later that day, test it later that week, right? And, and, and we try and keep it as objective as possible. So we, we have, you know, precise measurements and, and certain numbers that we're kind of, you know, going by to, to, to help drive, again, drive our interventions. So I think, you know, w- with that too, uh, that education piece that we're talking about, it's one of those things where I think the better the patient understands their condition, the more control they're going to have over it and and like you said Dr. Shahab, that can be so therapeutic and 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 that understanding of even if we don't do anything physically, the fact that someone listens to them that kind of guides them in terms of you're going to be okay. This is the game plan moving forward. And and I and I tell kind of the younger clinicians and 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 some of the more patients is that even though we don't get everything right away today, we at least have a game plan. We have a direction of where we're going, and sometimes just having a few, you know, a few exercises and a direction, and the fact that someone listened to me, I think is so healing and in, 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 in just that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, the science is a big part of it, but there's an art to this as well. That 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 there's a relationship you're building, building right? Yeah, yeah, without question, and 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 so. In addition to the education, you mentioned mm-hmm. some of the therapeutic modalities. Of course. Let's just review some of those. So let's say you have a patient with a painful shoulder or a painful knee. What what are some of the broad objectives that you have from as a physical therapist to help the patients recover from the pain they're experiencing from their painful shoulder or knee?
1: Of course. Um, something that... Patrick just mentioned before is test retest so on that first visit we try to see what's that motion what is that activity that is painful something I call that is my comparable sign so I n- note that at the initial evaluation raising your arm increases pain hypothetically mm-hmm. And so then through interventions that we do, it can be hands-on or hands-off. Sometimes I like to start hands-on because I think that builds that rapport with patients right off the bat. I can show them these are different muscles or regions or bones involved with why you're limited with raising your shoulder. Um, I think even, too, just therapeutic touch, we like to call it um, soft tissue mobilization, I think helps with relaxation. And I think gives patients a better idea on certain areas of their body that are involved with their deficit of raising their arm overhead. Same with even providing range of motion. So I can even define the difference between, okay, why you can't raise your arm is more muscle-related because when you actively raise your arm, you use your muscles. But if I bring your arm back and you're nice and relaxed, you can go full range. As a hypothetical story. but um, So that even provides that patient education plus rapport plus relationship building right in the first few sessions with some hands-on work. Not saying everyone needs hands-on work, but I think that helps for patients understanding, okay, this is what I need to work on moving forward. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, I think it's one of those things where any sort of interventions that I like to incorporate, we always have a, a, a goal of where is this pain mainly coming from, right? So especially when we have some folks that come with generalized pain without any distinct mechanism we always try to identify maybe the one to two primary causes of that pain and where it may be coming from. Is it coming from your muscle? Is it coming from your joints? Is it something neurological maybe that that we might have to address? So we always try and identify where specifically or what areas or systems that are maybe causing that pain (laughs) and starting with that. So as Juliet said, so this could be our hands on work where we do like she says, soft tissue or joint mobilization to help reduce the stiffness to tightness Um, and essentially maybe some of the sensitivity to that area. And then on top of that, we always like to follow up with more active interventions. So these are our strengthening exercises, our mobility and stretching exercises. So that's kind of the continuum is, you know, we do what we call those passive interventions, usually to start out the session, to warm things up, to get things loosened up. And then we always have to follow it up with some sort of active intervention to sustain those changes that we make with our passive stretching mobilization techniques.
1: And I think what's important as physical therapists, our goal is to get patients independent. Sure. So it involves that active use of your body and with exercise so that over time you will learn that these are the exercises I need to do to continue to be consistent to over time improve my improve my deficit.
2: Yeah, and on top of that, Juliet, I think it's one of those things, and, and this is another common physical therapy term, is carryover, right? So it goes back to the why of when we strengthen certain muscle groups, when we work on certain techniques, there has to be carryover to what they have to do on a daily basis. So whether it's reaching, getting up and down from a chair, getting in and out of a car, walking's a big one. So there's always a purpose to why we're working on certain individual things to contribute to 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 the whole, right? So that's why, you know, it's one of those things where there are some patients that you know, they come in, they say, Oh man, the soft tissue techniques feel good it's like can we just do this the whole session <laughs> and it's one of those things where i say you know insurance probably won't like that too much but um, it makes it happen yeah enough, and, and, and 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 i always like and on top of that too you know we understand that you know it feels good but at the end of the day too from a scientific standpoint and in our backgrounds as doctors of physical therapy we know that the more active interventions give you the best bang for your buck that's ultimately you know going to drive and, and, and enhance your ability to do certain things whether it's standing walking whatever it is that you're trying to get better at we need you to kind of do those things and be specific with them in order to get better at it you know i jokingly say you know we're just not going to put our hands on you <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're, you're you know you're going to be able to squat or, or go up and down the stairs right away you know you actually have to do component parts of that and that's what our job is to do is to guide you to do those things but it, it ties back into those therapeutic active exercises and then you know on the side you know a, a lot of patients you know they they do like the ice the heat the ultrasound some of these other interventions that we use to help mitigate your pain too so these are all tools as part of the greater whole
1: of course and just like but you mentioned before and i did the test retest so you as a patient if you are doing exercises and you're seeing progress, oh, I can reach farther. Oh, I can do more squats than before. That's when you know that you're improving. So that's why we go back to that one sign that's been bothering
0: you and test, retest each time. So those two concepts, test, retest, carryover, do you tell that to patients? Hey, listen, we're going to test, retest, and we're doing this now so that carries over into other parts of your life outside of the therapy gym do you educate them on that or is that like a secret thing they have in your mind do you share that with your patients i would
1: say the test retest i do because i'll say day one this is the thing that we're trying to work towards um i think over time we sneak in the carryover um (laughs) showing them like we're going to be doing this exercise and then once we test retest a few times it's like okay you can see over time that we've been doing this and now you're raising your arm higher so there's that carryover um from now till four weeks from now when we test again
0: Okay, so let's let's change gears a little bit. Yep. Are, there, there are obviously certain conditions that are really kind of fun to treat, to be honest with you, that where patients can predictably get better. and And so, what are some of the your common non-operative conditions that that you know really lend themselves well to be, getting better with physical therapy?
1: Of course, so, well, something through my introduction that I treat is your longstanding pain, chronic pain, and pain management. Um, in my clinic in Highland Park, I see a lot of people who come through with either cervical, thoracic, or lumbar-type uh, conditions, and that's your spine. Um, so people who experience low back pain for some time have tried different things and hasn't really found that one thing that has made them better. Yeah. Um, I think with that, um, and I know that's pro- actually that's one of the main conditions that, or more common ones that we see in the clinic is low back pain, but it comes with... Um, expertise for trying to find okay what was that thing that's been triggering throughout all these years and finding that patient who we're realizing okay maybe it's more leg strengthening or okay like we you are experiencing maybe nerve down your leg how can we start to educate and bring that pain back to where it's located and I think also educating on location of pain you may feel it in this area but it may be coming from this area and I think a lot of times patients begin to have those light bulbs like this makes a lot of sense, and going back to um, even just the education, education yeah. provides that reassurance and really does help to lower those pain levels even mid session yeah
2: yeah, um, myself in Glenview, we have a, a, a huge demographic of post operative replacement surgery, so our our, our knee and hip um, joint replacement surgeries I kind of call them our bread and butter because we we see a ton of them over there and I really enjoy that population too because just in terms of from a time frame time frame perspective they're usually up and walking six to eight weeks out of surgery which is almost crazy to think about especially for folks that are unfamiliar because I think it's one of those things where well I'm getting these new Prosthetic parts, and you know, I'm 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 probably going to be down and out for like a year on a walker, and kind of these preconceived notions, and you know, they they start therapy right away, usually that same day to get them up and walking, and and it it sounds kind of strange to think about it. It's like you know, I just had the surgery. The physical therapist in the hospital is already trying to get me out of bed. I just had surgery a couple hours yeah, ago. It's this possible, is, kind of, this is kind of crazy.
1: <laughs> you are up and walking, doing stairs, day zero. <laughs>
2: yeah, and typically for those patients, you know, it's 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 we, we call them post-op day zero, yep. right? On that day, they start walking, they start putting weight through that that leg, and and usually they'll have about two weeks of home health therapy, and then after two weeks, they come to see us in the outpatient orthopedic setting, and 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 we're raring to go. So it's one of those things where usually within the two to four week time frame, they're they're weaning off of their walker, they're weaning off of their cane. And and again, in, in, in the context of that, you're talking about within a month, usually yeah. that they're they're walking, usually without an, a, a device in most cases. So I think in that regard, and and it's one of those things in in especially during this time in the summer where weddings and graduations are going on, it's one of those things where, you know, I think it's very rewarding for me as a therapist to say, Hey, within a couple of weeks, you're gonna be able to walk down that aisle with your daughter. You're gonna be able to walk and, and, and dance at, at these weddings and these parties in a matter of time before you even know it. You're gonna blink and all of a sudden, within a couple of weeks, you know, if we stick to this game plan, and that's part of the selling point with this too, is like, this is the game plan. We stick to it. We do your exercises at home, which is we, another piece <laughs> of education that we emphasize daily. Yeah, more often than not, these patients, it, it's, it's just so rewarding because the time frame of when they can get better. And, and how relieved they are and how independent they become again is, is, is incredibly rewarding in, in my eyes. Yeah. And something, I
1: would, oh, yeah, well, no, I'm sorry ahead. about that. And then something I have to remind my patients is your experience is not going to be like another person's experience. So you might be both having, you know, right knee replacements, like your neighbor might have a right knee replacement, so as you. But I yeah. would say everyone responds differently, um, everyone has different outcomes, like different expectations. But your physical therapist is, will definitely
0: be your guide throughout that journey. So I, I heard this expression and from a patient I feel like I learn more from my patients than than from any other source, and they they presented this notion that I've sort of I'm 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 just sort of rearranging a little bit, mm-hmm. but the idea that the surgeon plants the tree, and the physical therapist helps the tree grow. Oh,
2: and I like that. I've like never, I never I, I never heard, heard that one. I, I might, really like that. But I might like, steal that one.
0: <laughs> please do. So you know the idea that you know we. We might put in the ACL, we might reattach the rotator cuff, we might put in the total knee or total hip hip implant, but that has to grow and develop and become part of the patient and become functional for the patient. So I, I like that analogy a lot. I'm just curious what you guys think about that.
1: I absolutely like that and I tell my patients where we're helping you this is your journey this is your body you're the one choosing to come here and to go through this process of course um, doctors recommended post-op and we recommend it too <laughs> um, for therapy after but it's really their choice to come and be guided by us as physical therapists through exercise and if they're seeing change that's the most important thing sometimes they'll say oh do you see a difference here and I will say of course i am noticed like these different observations things of that sort but I say the biggest thing is that you're noticing change outside of here because is your body and that one goal that you're wanting to get back to? So I think we do help sprout into the, that main goal or that that place where patients want to be.
2: No, absolutely. I, I always tell patients all the time that everybody within this relationship has their role, right? So, like you said, Doctor Shahab, you know, you you, you kind of plant that seed, and and it's and, and and it's our job as therapists on the outside to help kind of let that grow and, and cultivate and, and blossom. But at the same time, the patient also has to meet us in the middle here and you know do those home exercises follow those precautions or or those restrictions that you may have as a certain period of time to make sure that what you plant is 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 healing properly and appropriately right i know sometimes this can be a challenge for some folks that are very independent and you know, for the rotator cuff repairs that you see often, you're like, I have to stay in this thing well, for how long? I was,
0: well, I was that patient, setting I the was expectations early. Like, oh, come out in a week, and I know better. Like I know better. Sure. Or and I feel and better. then I just yeah. did. I was doing so terribly. Yeah. And you know, I was like, oh my god, I, 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 I know better. I was looking back on it now, like how how, how silly it was. Yeah. But I wasn't watering the tree. I, I, I was just sort of, just letting it be there, and it was incredibly yeah. naive of me to think that anything other yep. than about an outcome was on its way. And really it was with the help of the therapist that it really turned it around, like in, in a really dramatic way. And I, I always encourage my patients, particularly after surgery, to, to do the physical therapy, partly because you guys have seen it a thousand times. And for many patients, yep. is their first and only time through it. And, and that perspective that you have, that you can share, is so incredibly important for patients. And not only can you share that perspective, you can share it two to three times a week for four to six months and, and really guide them step-by-step in the recovery process from one phase to the next.
2: Yeah. I I think it's, you know, a classic line that I use with my patients who are, who are wondering if they can kind of push the envelope a little bit is it may not be a, a a big deal in like in your head, but to your shoulder or your knee that just had surgery, it is a big deal. (laughs) Um, I think it's one of those things where, again, we want to give that, that, that respect and, and and the same thing with like when you're doing home improvement stuff as a non-professional <laughs> you want to do it right the first time it may take a little longer but do it right the first time right and yeah. and take it step by step you know and 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 again give it that time give it that that proper healing um in order to to make sure that we have the best outcome possible because at the end of the day that's what we're again goal oriented that's that's what we want is that best possible outcome and that's why it's a, it's a process it's not an overnight thing and it's one of those things where, you know, we're almost kind of those guides and those parents of saying, you know, hey, make sure you're wearing that sling properly or let's make sure that brace is fitting properly. We understand because we hate those things as much as, as the <laughs> patients do. And we're, we're trying to get you out of those things as soon as we can. But we want to do it safely and we want to do it strategically.
1: Of course. And every patient that walks through the door, just know that you have a team behind you that supports you. Where uh, us as physical therapists. We do communicate with the doctors and the doctor's team to make sure that you are you know, meeting those expectations that you are, those meeting those goals at each step along the way. And if there is ever an issue hypothetically, this is one that we can all discuss to see what's going on and what's that next step that we can do.
0: Now, if you could give patients advice before they begin physical therapy, um, a couple of pearls here, Um, what would be, let's say, two pearls you could provide um, to patients before they even start physical therapy? So Juliet, I'll start
1: with you. It's funny. I, f- I feel like I just have three words, and I'll put two and two together. And I mentioned it before. You can use Three, That's three, fine. three yeah, words. Yeah. Overachiever. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I'm someone I'm very concise. I'll just give it I to you, Frank. <laughs> um, patience, determination, and consistency. All right. Um, This is not an overnight success. I don't think any human is an overnight success. If you are, please reach out to me because I always want to know how you can do that. (laughs) Just be determined. Know where you want to be. I think if you set that goal right away or know, okay, I want to be this type of person. I want to do this in four, six, eight weeks. Um, Your outcomes are going to be much more grand than you just going through the process and not knowing where that end game is Um, and consistency i would say us humans we you have to you know do your 30 reps of biceps to see strong muscles right so it's the same thing of being consistent through the exercises attending physical therapy and gaining that education on why you're here is going to provide you a much better outcome at, um, at the end of your treatment
2: yeah, I think for me number 1 is is going in with an open mind. Um, you know, you're you're going to go through things and hear things that you may be a little uncomfortable with. Um, another thing, I have a lot of like analogies and things like that um, that I tell my patients. So, one of the common ones it. I say is uh, <laughs> you know, especially if it's going to be a, a longer duration rehab, I always say, you know, if you're a patient person, this is going to work great for you. If you're not a patient person, you're going to learn to be patient. So, you know, it's <laughs> one of those things. It's, it's one thing you're or the other. a new skill for them. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. Yeah, so it's one of those things where, you know, going with an open mind, I think it's one of those things where, you know, what we provide and what we educate for you is, is, is stuff that that we, we know works and we know that has been researched, And which kind of leads into my second point is, is trust. So trust your, your doctor team, trust your therapy team, and third, trust yourself because i think a lot of times it can be a little frustrating and and just like juliet said earlier there's there are going to be ebbs and flows and highs and lows i always say therapy is never linear it's exactly. one of those things you know as long as you're trending upwards you might have a little bumps along the way but it's never going to be a straight line mm-hmm. I don't think everyone That's ever I say the
1: same show. exact thing to my patients. They
2: appreciate it, too. Yeah, I think it's because yeah. we went to high school together. There but you that's, go. A, that's, <laughs> other, that's, that's a whole, fun that's a whole <laughs> other podcast. Yeah. Yeah, small world here. but small world. Yeah, so I think it's one of those things where, you know, you keep those things in mind. Um, again, beyond the physical stuff that you're going to go through, again, this is the other half of this. It's, it's similar to any athlete is that, you know, you, you can have all the physical gifts in the world and all the physical attributes and skill set, but the mindset is huge in all this because it does beyond the physical endurance. It's, it's also very mentally draining and demanding. So I think if you go in with these, 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 these thought processes and, and, and this mindset, um, it can make the experience much more, uh, a much smoother experience.
0: So I like that patience, determination, consistency, trust. I, I think that sums it up really, really well. And, and I think if patients have that mindset of, of, you know, giving it the time that it's going to require to be determined that those goals are going to be met and to put in the consistent effort and to trust the care team that they will lead you down the path to recovery. Because again, we do meet patients at their worst point where they are been, they've been physically injured or they have a condition that is physically disabling and painful and, and we're hoping and, and, and working towards restoring to their best self. And that's not an easy process. And, you know, there's a lot of self-doubt, I'm sure, on the patient side. You know, we've experienced it um, on the caretaker side. And, you know, those are just some obstacles that seem very, very daunting. But with all those four attributes of, of, of patience, consistency, determination, and trust, you can clear those obstacles. Absolutely.
2: And, and to kind of touch on that, too, it always brings me back to when I was in PT school. And, you know, quick story, we are we were discussing with one of my mentors of of our first experiences being out in the real world and treating patients when we were in p t school for our our rotations or our clinicals as we call them, and one of my friends said, "Man, a lot of the the patients that I had were just like not in a good mood and then my 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 mentor goes, "Well, think about it, you know they're coming to you in pain, they're coming to you after an injury or surgery or that can be really really frustrating or and or lead you to a dark place and he goes, it's your job to turn that around or to help turn that around, right? So again, it's instilling that confidence. It's it's providing that education on, 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 on what happened and where we're gonna go with things and providing that game plan. So you know, I think that's what's so empowering about our job is, is that we have that opportunity with each and every patient, no matter what kind of injury it is, whether it's acute or chronic, mm-hmm. operative or non-operative, to change that around and kind of redirect them in the right direction, so.
1: This may sound cheesy, but that's okay. Like I really do get excited waking up in the morning to meet my patients. And I'm that person in the clinic where I see someone finally doing a squat for the first time and my hands are up and I am clapping loud. That's okay if I have other people on treatment tables like, why is she clapping? But like that's what gets (laughs) me excited is just to see, okay, you just made progress. You couldn't do that two weeks ago, but wow, am I so excited that you just did that. And just imagine yourself two weeks from now what you're able to do.
0: My guests today are, are Dr. Juliet Dassinger and Dr. Patrick Christie speaking on uh, physical therapy and the benefits of it. Uh, I'd like to thank you both for, for being here today. And um, um, just before we go, any, any parting thoughts? We like to call it a parting shot. Oh. Yeah. oh there oh, we on, go. On, your, on the show, there on, we on go. Your, yeah,
2: um, love that. I like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My parting shot will be we are human too and you are human we're in a profession where we're humans helping other humans so know that we really we do understand we listen we want to engage with you we want to help you get to where you want to be and um, like I said I think way at the beginning I really give you all the credit for walking that door because I want to do the best that I can to help you in any way to meet your goals
2: yeah, I think for me, it's is we're all on the same team. So we, you know, we don't do it alone. You know, we have our, you know, our great doctors that 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 take care of you. We have everybody from the front desk to our rehab technicians on our end. Everybody's on your team, and then everybody's is geared and locked in to get you to where you want to be. So always know that you always have a support system with us. We're here to listen to your thoughts, to let you vent about certain things to a certain extent. <laughs> but, you know, it's one of those things where we, we, we really do enjoy what we do. I think it's one of those, again, another cheesy mm-hmm. cliche line. It's true, everyone. Um, but I think, you know, I, especially with our group here at IBGI, I think we, we really do appreciate and value what you have to say as patients. Um, and we, we really take that to heart in terms of how we can best provide the best services, interventions, anything that we can do to get you to, to your goals. And, and, again, tying into what I said earlier about your specific story and how we can be a part of that.
0: So, well, I, I can't tell you how touching it is to see how gratifying your work is to both of you. And also you should just know how grateful all the surgeons are for the work that you do for, on behalf of our patients and, and and, again, making the patient experience the best that it can be. So, thanks to you both. Thanks for being here today. And um, look forward to tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Dr. Shea. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you for listening to IBJI's Ortho Inform, brought to you by the Illinois Bone and Joint Institute, where our goal is to always help you move better, live better. If you would like to learn more about IBJI and our comprehensive musculoskeletal services, please visit our website at ibji.com. The discussion in this podcast is for general information and entertainment purposes only regarding musculoskeletal conditions. The information provided does not constitute the practice of medicine or other healthcare professional services, including the giving of medical advice, and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. Listeners with musculoskeletal conditions should seek the advice of their healthcare professionals without delay for any condition they have. The use of the information in this podcast is at the listener's own risk. The content is not intended to replace diagnosis, treatment, or medical advice from your treating healthcare professional.